Welcome. In today's episode, we're going to talk about refusing the mail from a child support program. Uh, many of you have used the strategy that if you return the mail or refuse the mail from a child support program from the courts, then the courts does not have jurisdiction over the matter. Well, in this episode, we want to explore that and look actually underlying reasons for this and whether or not this is a good or a bad strategy. We've said on this channel and a child support program that 45 CFR 264.30 is the statute that puts all men in the states within the child support program. As it says here, the state agency shall refer all appropriate individuals for whom child support needs to be established or paternity needs to be established. And that's done via the IDV, the Title IV-D agency. Now, in order to satisfy the statute, you first need to find these gentlemen, correct? You need to know who they are um, and what they're doing. So the courts, as well as the agency, uses the, the United States Postal Service, in other words, to send mail. And under the statute says, 45 CFR 303.3, that location of a non-custodial parent, that is A, obtain information concerning the physical whereabouts of both the non-custodial parent or their employers. Yes, the employers for these men. Next, it says here that the state must establish a service process, that is, a process for which to receipt to find these men as well as the employer, using what is called repeated services. So, once the courts have located the father or the obligor or the non-custodial parent, they have a couple of options under 45 CFR 303.4, where it says establishment of child support order. And it reads that if the administrative authority or the courts has dismissed after they found the father, then they have to decide later on in the future... Do they continuously seek to locate the father? And the federal statute for that is 18 years. They can continue to do seek out uh, the father. Now, they do what is called a service of process. That's using federal rules procedure four, which is how you serve paperwork using a civil process. That is either personal service or you leave a copy of the court papers, the child support papers with someone or you deliver the copy to an agent, and that must be done with someone who's over the age of 18. This is what I call our self-study sheet. If you want to know the enforcement program, I've said this in the past. Uh, it's the 45 CFR Part 303 series, and there is 303.5271. So this is a quick list of, if you want to study the program, the enforcement program, this is where you begin. 45 CFR 302.17. This is called the inclusion of the state statutes. It reads, the state plan, which is the agreement, shall provide a copy of the state statutes or regulations pursuant to statutes that have the force and effect of law. 
That is, it includes statutes and regulations. What are they saying under this statute from the feds? It's saying you may include state rules and regulations as long as they have the force of law. And what is the force of law to determine paternity of the child, establish the child support, or to collect support obligations as well as spousal obligation? So let's take, for example, the statute regarding 1099 workers. I've said this in many videos that the 1099 workers do not pay child support. That is a federal statute or rules. The states then cannot issue another statute that says, well, 1099 people pay child support. Why? Because of the supremacy clause. Again, the inclusion says it's included if it has the force and effect of law. And the 1099 program within the states have no force and effect of law when it comes to child support. Now, who will seek out the non-custodial parent? Well, under Article 1, it will be the Title IV-D agency or the courts, whether circuit court or Supreme Court will also, again, seek out these non-custodial. And I did a video on What's the difference between Article 1 and Article 3? Um, you can watch that video. So here's a short quiz. Service of process. What is that? Well, service of process is to communicate or locate the gentleman using the postal service or any other means. So under this statute, which is 45 CFR 303.101, which is the expedited process, it's where they use called the long-arm jurisdiction in order to locate the non-custodial parent. And it reads under this section 3 that says, once the process has begun within the first six months, they consider it a success. What are they referring here? They're saying once they start reaching out to all the men in the program, they've already deemed it a success that they will get them in child support. That's how they treat this program. So this brings a question now is jurisdiction, right? How can the courts have jurisdiction, right? So jurisdiction is based on three components, personal, subject matter, in territory. And this is found under Federal Rules 12b2. When it comes to the child support program, when they do the service of process, all they're interested in is the personal service. Now, that is a mistake, but again, this is what they're interested in, which is personal service. Now, why are they focused on that? Because at the what child support wants is very simple, is to enter what is called a default judgment, right? That's all they're interested in is a default judgment. And this is very important. And at this point, I would say, please stay tuned to the end of this program. We'll talk more about default judgment. Now, if they're unable to reach uh, the non-custodial, they will issue what is called a copious warrant or a warrant to appear. Again, I've done a video on that, how to avoid a jail warrant. But again, they are determined in order to get you into the child support program. They will use every enforcement methods that at their disposal. Hello, my name is Chris. 
And in this session, we're going to talk about a strategy that many men are deploying, such as writing uh, return receipt, return resender, and, and send the paperwork back to the child support program in the hopes that they will not be on child support. Let's explore that and see if that is either a good or bad strategy. You can listen to our 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 information on your favorite podcast that includes Amazon, Apple, Spotify. We also ask for a donation. We do ask for any any amount of donation from uh, pro, from uh, a Cash App or even PayPal. We do ask for a twenty five dollar gift, but please, we will accept anything. We also ask you to subscribe to our cat channel. And if you have any questions about this video or any other video. Uh, please feel to reach out to us. We covered one of our videos, a story that talks about the statewide corruption in Mississippi. Uh, you can watch that video. But what was interesting, I got an email from a few people that says, well, I am not on child support. Why should I be concerned about what's going on in the child support area? Well, what people are failing to understand that the child support agency interacts with the state treasury. That is, if there's corruption going on, then it's also going on with the state treasury, which means it affects the the taxes for the people in Mississippi. So it's not just the men that are on child support or the fathers. It's everybody in the state should be concerned about what's going on there. So let's look at the strategy call returning the mail. In some cases, people say, uh, put the zip code and turn it around and send it back. Well, let's look at the process. So the agency or the court sends out what is called an affidavit of due diligence. I cut and paste this uh, from the document. It doesn't matter what state it is. It's it Just say that this process continues. Because remember, due process of law. As it states here, they need to find the fathers, the non-custodial fathers. So they'll put this process together that says they have successfully reached the fathers, or if not, they need to document what has happened during the process. And it says here that the staff of the agency or the staff for the judge fills out this process, and it's documented. Again, due process of law under the 14th Amendment. So what if after they did a series of attempts, but they're unable to locate the custodial father? Well, there's another option they have here on this rest of the form is they have a section where if they were able to locate the fathers, they decide to refuse or do not accept service. Again, we're going back to the strategy of returning the document to the agency doing return receipt or return to sender. Well, one of the boxes on this says, defendant will not accept paperwork or is avoid being served. Well, the answer to that is the courts have another service option under Federal Rule 4. It's called service by publication. Service by publication is when they will post the information in a public document, whether it's the law journal or some sort of paper that says, we are seeking to locate the non-custodial parent. And that is called service by publication. Now, why am I saying that this process and strategy is very important? Apart from the fact that 
a copious word can be issued if you are not um, served properly. But it's important because remember, the goal of child support is to reach all men that are in the program and for a default judgment or judgment of default. So let's look closely at the expedited process statute. That's 45 CFR 303.101. Item number four, section number four says, entering default orders upon showing that the process has been served on the defendant in accordance with state law, that the defendant failed to respond to service, as well as any additional showing that's required by state law, and that includes genetic testing. What this is saying is that entering default judgment is really the goal of the child support program. And the things that you do to facilitate that will lead for you to be on child support. Again, this is built into the statute that default orders is one of their goals. Next, 45 CFR 302.56. That is the guidelines for setting these orders. And what are these orders? The default orders or any other types of orders. If they're able to locate you and bring you to court, they in terms must analyze all of these orders. So under Section 2, it says that including whether the orders were entered by default or they're based on imputed income or any other criteria that they could use. So again, the strategy is default orders is their number one priority then other types of determination by the courts is their secondary priority. Doing my research, I looked at the strategy. Does it make sense for someone to involved in returning the documents back? Maybe it does work. Uh, again, I'm not here to decide whether it does or it doesn't. I'm saying, is there a good strategy? Well, I found this case law called Velasco versus Ruiz. It's the Supreme Court of, of Oklahoma, 2019. So here's what the decision says. The rules of proper service. Service by mail shall be made by certified mail, return receipt, requested and delivered restricted to the addressee. That means send it directly in the name of the non-custodial parent. But it further goes on and says, additionally, service by mail should not be the basis of an entry of a default judgment or judgment by default until records contains a return receipt showing either acceptance or refusal of defendant. So what this case law is saying is whether you accept the service or you return service, it's considered due process of law. So that becomes a question. So when you return, or the gentlemen who are using this, you should ask yourself, is this considered proper service? Because proper service will lead to what? Jurisdiction of the court, which then leads to your on child support. So how do you combat the, the effect of Service was, was considered proper even when you return the mail back to them. And again, any man who wants to do it. Well, one way is to write an effective affidavit in which to rebut that process. As you see at the start of this process, they, the courts and the administrator, has what is called affidavit of due diligence. So they have started their due diligence process in which to, again, capture men into the program. Well, one way to defeat that is 
a powerful, effective affidavit. Now, we have this course on our website called, uh, on our website, our masterclass, where you can find information about effective affidavits. So, why is this important? So, the strategy that returning mail will get you off of child support or remove you from child support or does not give the agency jurisdiction? Well, according to this strategy, not necessarily. You could still be put into default and you still end up in child support. The question is, do you have a solution if that were to happen? Next, I ask for subscribers to our channel. And if I ask you to spread the word, this video, such that people will know the information. And if I reach a certain amount, I'll do a video on called motion to dismiss. That is when you file a lawsuit against the agency, they dismiss your case. So here we are at the end. And I hope this sort of helped to understand what it means to refuse mail. What are some of the the like I said, whether it's good or bad or what the strategies are. But understand this, there is a percentage of this strategy where you will still end up on child support, except it's through a default order. Thanks and have a good day.